As God revealed himself to Moses on Mount Sinai, so too hath Zack Snyder revealed but a glimpse of the glory of his Jared Leto Nightmare Joker. Also, we've got a release date for Justice League, we've got a name for the kid playing Tim Drake in Titans Season 3, and questions from you, dear listener. All that and a whole bunch more right after these words. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender first commonwealth bank member fdic welcome into dc on screen episode 625 this is the podcast where we discuss the dc comics multiverse on film and television give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past and believe that every version of a property is valid even if we don't want it to be if it's been released it is fair game so beware of spoilers Welcome to the show. I'm David C. Robertson, and this, the man who has preemptively claimed his allegiance to the interstellar object, Al Mumu, uh, Jason Goss. Al, Al Mumu. Is that one word or two? <laughs> it's just one word. It's just so the one word, Al Mumu. I'm how probably we, pronouncing it wrong. Are we spelling that with like M-O-O-M-O-O or? No, it's, it's uh, O-U-M-U-A-M-U-A. Oh, Oh yeah, that's a it's a deeply different thing than I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard about this? This is a real thing, but No, not even close. What what do you got? A Harvard professor, uh this uh AV Loeb guy is writing a book Extraterrestrial the first sign of intelligent life beyond Earth. Oh. And uh it's a, it's about to come out. But there in 2017, uh NASA found what they thought was a uh not a nece- a, a, a natural occurring bit of space junk. Right, right. That uh, based on the trajectory and the movement looked like it came from another galaxy. Yeah. So uh, this guy is saying that it's the first sign. Right. I, I think it was in 2017, too, that <laughs> it was reported that we had somewhere in uh, somewhere in Nevada, some camp in Nevada. It was like, yeah, we've got some material that I mean, I don't know what it is, but it definitely didn't come from here. So, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what to do with that. And it's definitely shaped like it's. It's forged in some capacity. Yeah, we don't know. And then the next week they're like, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what took over the news that week. Fuck, I don't know. 2017. Yeah. It could have been crazy. But <laughs> yeah, we just kind of went like, I don't know, shrug, aliens, I guess. Whatever. What's going on here? Oh, yeah. we're killing each other. Oh, great. Awesome. Oh, and we yeah. have no money. Oh, oh, come on. Come on. You know, it wasn't even like that. You know, it was, oh, aliens. Well, what's Ariana Grande doing today? <laughs> That's what it really was. <laughs> Let's not get sidetracked into thinking that we're like more concerned with our own horse. Hey, no, we don't no, care. It, As a society, we don't care about our own bad things happening. I forget where I heard this metric. And uh, if someone can confirm or uh, refute, please let me know. But uh, the metric I heard at one point was that the, I forget which news outlet it was, but the 
the weeks or days, I can't remember, what, uh, that it was number one, like top headline in this newspaper, uh, the Tiger Woods extramar- extramarital affairs scandal <laughs> uh-huh. uh, broke the record well, was, for 9-11. That was, yeah, that was a shocker. <laughs> <laughs> More lives were ruined by Tiger Woods being unfaithful. Uh, apparently there was less, uh, what, what, what do they call it? Like uh, it's news fatigue in general, but it's uh, story fatigue or whatever it is. Apparently there's just an amount of time where you can print something and it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what it is. You could print uh, impending doom with, uh, you know, names and dates and it just wouldn't matter as much. To, at some point people are just like, okay, I'm tired of hearing about it. How many mm-hmm. people died? God, seventy-five million. I mean, that's ugh, that's rough. But like, what else you got, man? Is there anything else going on over here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's ongoing. More people are still dying. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's uh, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I hear you. But like, what's LeBron up to? I mean, anything interesting there? Or yeah, yeah. That that's a that's a basketball player, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually deeply surprised you even recognize. It. You know why I know? Because he's in Space Jam 2. Ah, there we go. <laughs> in full circle, the news of Space Jam 2's release would usurp whatever freaking alien invasion we were imminently facing on like uh-huh. day, uh, what do you think, 34 of it being top headline? I mean, why not? We make it like five weeks in. I just don't. I mean, yeah, okay, fine. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, eventually. What's streaming on Netflix? That's what I need to know today. You know, with aliens, I'm way less concerned about dying and way more concerned about being the slave race. You know what I mean? Right. Now, you say that, but half the time the slave race is kind of mindless and that, you know, it might be a mitigating factor there. I mean, it might just be what we already do. <sighs> There's an argument for that. I would love the idea that uh, Darkseid finally gets here with the Antelope equation and he uses it on us and we just all look at him and shrug and go like, we it's know. capitalism. Like, we are... <laughs> Did you not read a fucking history book before you got here? Go fuck yourself, uh-huh. man. We, all, we know about all that shit. Stop interfering <laughs> with my fucking internet. <laughs> we, I need to look some shit up. Right. I have I have some dog memes to get back to if that's okay with you, Uxus. Mm-hmm. You go, is that your name? No? It's Dark Side now? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and yeah. fuck right off. Let me know when you're going to actually end everything. I'm going to save my bookmarks because oh. it doesn't work. <laughs> I can come back and pick this up later. Yeah. I did. I said I said capitalism. But you know what? It's really anything that any, any governing body has a hand in. It's like, no, they're going to make the masses bored as shit to dull their senses. Yeah, (laughs) it's any system (laughs) eventually there's no no joy there's no art stand by this to i don't i do not care which wing you come from which leaning you come from i would stand by this uh interpretation outright if you don't think that the system that in that is in charge tries to make things really boring so you don't notice what's going on you're out of your damn mind it's it's a simple and easy trick it's it's well it's not even easy you have to take some art to be that boring but yeah, but it's a simple, very effective trick. Yeah, and then because we're people and we crave new—I uh, mean, I don't think they have to try that hard because we do. We crave new, new uh, experiences, and getting up, doing the same thing day in, day out—it does get boring and depressing. At it this point, an senses. old phrase in the internet is TLDR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's a phrase that's. It's, it's not even spicy hot mustard, man. It's over. It's, it's the bland, phrase man. attention span is longer than most people's attention spans. That is entirely possible. All right. With that in mind. Well, that's been fun. What do you got? <laughs> um, we have a new patron. 
uh, this this week. Jason Smith, uh, old salt, you know, mm-hmm. guy's been listening to our show and listening to Star Trek Ucast and uh, become a friend of mine. He's a good man. He uh, he taught me how to love again. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I realized <laughs> um, I hadn't felt in 10 years before. Right. It was sort of like a an emotional version of uh, life as a house. Right. Right. But um, <laughs> life as a glass house? No, it's just life as a life house. As a house? Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there a life as a glass house too? I I don't think so. Because yeah. I could swear I had that VHS somewhere, but I could be very maybe. Wrong. Well, you know, you you have the the um the parents who have all the faith films, so probably because that's entirely possible. You know, faith films like to rip off real movies. That's a real <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a wall of Kurt Cameron at my at my parents' house. Just a wall of it. Uh huh. Um. Anyway, thank you to the patrons, uh, including Jason Smith. Uh, if you want to join their hallowed ranks, $1 a month gets you every episode ad free. $5 a month gets you that plus whatever else we decide to put up, um, <laughs> which it looks like we'll be putting up another warm up this week, mm-hmm. which we, we've been on a pretty good roll since December of putting up new content on, on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm actually proud of that. I can't believe we've, we've kept it up. Yeah. Or I've kept it up. <laughs> um <laughs> Sorry, I just realized you haven't put up anything specifically. Nope, so not me specifically. I was like, no, why am I giving us the credit? It was all me. <laughs> I um, I'm good with it. <laughs> and if you don't want to deal with Patreon, or if you already do and want to help out even more, uh, you can go to dconscreen.com and click the donate button, and that just takes you right to PayPal. And if you want to support the show and get some swag for it, you can check out our merch store linked to on uh, linked on dconscreen.com right next to the donate button. It says store. You can't miss it. Actually, I think if you're on like a phone, you have to hit like a drop down menu, but it's right there. So you can miss it, but you can pretty within easily reason miss it. Yeah. should be totally workable. <laughs> and you can always leave a five star written review on Apple Podcasts for free. And that always helps. And by the way, we do have a couple of uh, a couple of reviews, a new new reviews, five star reviews, both of them. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, it's Jess K uh, has a review titled "True Fans" and says favorite part is the fact that the hosts are fans of the media, but not blind fanboys that think there could be no wrong. I enjoy the realistic and relatable perspectives. Highly recommend. Nice, thank you. And uh, Vermilion One. <laughs> post this with a uh, this five star review with a subject line because <laughs> the body do you want to know a secret you really got a hold on me it's been a hard day's night and I've been working like a dog sounds of laughter shades of life are ringing through my open ears inciting and inviting me nowhere man please listen you don't know what you're missing and our friends are all aboard many more of them live next door but of all these friends and lovers, there is no one compares with you. We're sorry, but it's time to go. Oh, I will, I will return. Yes, I will return. <laughs> it's just, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to put everything down. <laughs> fantastic. I thought you'd like that one. Fantastic. And you know the sad part? And uh, between because and do you want to know a secret? I was always, I was already like, Really? <laughs> um, the, yeah, you, you, it may have become obvious to, to some of our listeners who your favorite band is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I have a, a sickening obsession. I'm comfortable with it. I can live with it. I can, it's, it's okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm I'm good with it. Um, all right. So there's a whole bunch of Zack Snyder's Justice League stuff, and most of it's really exciting and uh, stuff that I really want to geek out about and have fun with. But before we do that, I, I do want to say something. I want everyone listening out there. To, I want you to understand what exactly is happening right now. On the 31st, this guy, Robert Meyer Burnett of the Burnett work, which by the way, I love the name. I, <laughs> I didn't know he existed until just, just a few days ago. Um, Solid pun work though. I know. I always enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, what I call a uh, punnilingus. <laughs> Burnett <laughs> over on YouTube uploaded a video called why does the Snyder cut now exist as a four hour movie? And he goes, he goes on in, in the video to describe one, how the Snyder cut is now a four hour movie exclusively and not a series. And two, why several entities, including producer, film executive, uh, screenwriter, and current chairman of Warner Brothers Pictures Group, Toby Emmerich, want Zack Snyder's Justice League to fail. <clears throat> and by the way, this is also uh, th- we've been seeing this all over the all over Twitter, and uh, you know, I I reached out to my source who says, oh yeah, I've been hearing this for for a while now. So according to Burnett and and my source, uh, and we've heard this part of the reasoning before, the Snyder Cut is now not a series because of contracts being too costly, having to make new contracts for and pay for all the actors being in individual mini episodes like or mini series episodes. Um, and when you release a new format, things get complicated contractually mm-hmm. really quickly. It literally changes the contract because mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. new media is still cl- like classified as new media, but they... I give it this. That is a, a plausible sounding explanation for why things would get complicated at least. Yeah. Now, here, here's the other thing, though, is even if or I might even say, especially if the miniseries makes the likelihood of profitability increase, like, say, if they, uh, you know, stuck it in the middle of a two month period, that means HBO Max subscriptions are going to to jump um, over two months instead of one month or something, you know? Right. So as I would say maybe even especially if the miniseries makes the likelihood uh, of profitability increase, Emmerich is not going to want to do that because he does want it to fail. And the reasoning there is that if it is a huge success critically and financially or either, uh, anything will do really, it makes Emmerich and several other people look like complete fools because Justice League's initial release in theaters was a huge disappointment on every front. Um, it is maybe Emmerich's biggest failure. And if Snyder pulls this out and it's a success, Emmerich and Hamada, man, they have egg on their face to say the least. Well, definitely. Because this is I, everything they thought was wrong. <laughs> the, like what's put us in the position is that I would argue that it's not, it wasn't a complete failure as the problem. It made just enough money to justify itself. And it, the critic reviews were terrible, but the fan reviews were pretty so-so. Like, it, it did better than, I mean. I won't say the fan reviews. I say the audience reviews. Yeah, audience <laughs> reviews. Um, <laughs> sadly, those are different different measures. But it did just well. It was, when I say the word tepid response, you know what I mean? I don't, yeah, but. Tepid yeah, doesn't mean what people think it means. It doesn't mean terrible. It means, like, extremely lukewarm to the point of staleness. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, uh, it's not good nor bad, but it doesn't really like lean on the good part. Right. Uh, it's just like, there's just enough rope that they can justify what they did with mm-hmm. this coming out. And if, if it does well enough that 
it embarrasses them. Yeah, I could totally buy this narrative. Yeah, I'm inclined to believe it. It would explain Warner, Warner Brothers pictures. And believe me, people have been noticing uh, Warner Brothers has been dragging their feet promoting Zack Snyder's Justice League on social media when HBO Max, Warner Media and AT&T are going full force like Zack puts out a thing. They're all retweeting it, you know, fucking this, Subway like, puts out a thing. Yeah. And then it's like a day or two later, Warner Brothers pictures. Well, I guess this is happening. (laughs) Um, And it would also very much explain the very specific wording in that Hamada article a few weeks ago that went out of its way to describe Zack Snyder's Justice League as a cul-de-sac that leads nowhere. Yeah. Um, I think they're trying to discredit the movement. They're trying to discredit the content. They're trying to save their own asses or, you know, at the very least, trying to polish their asses enough to make them easier to save. (laughs) So... No, I enjoyed I, that I, part of like the the moment the whole cul-de-sac concept came out, you know, uh, we were there that weekend. You, you saw like restore the Snyderverse was the hashtag. Yes, absolutely. Like, and no one was buying it in a certain way. I mean, and shit, I've I've not bought my share of shit and, and uh, faced the consequences. I'm not buying anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I am totally happy to believe that we're being manipulated into thinking that like, well, you know, I, I know you won this one, but that's all you're going to get. Well, Fucking let's fight again and see what happens. Right. Now, at this point, I'm going to rant a little bit. And I like to think that there is not. Do what you do. (laughs) I would like to think that there is not one person in our audience that needs to hear this. But I'm probably wrong. So, look, man, it is of the utmost importance that all of us, everyone who wants Zack Snyder's Justice League to succeed, who wants more DC content from Zack Snyder, who wants to support Zack Snyder's vision, it is important for us to band together. The hashtag is us, us united. So what I'm seeing, though, are a whole lot of Snyder cut enthusiasts attacking people who have become prevalent voices in the movement, who wants to slight Snyder's take on the characters, uh, you know, people who didn't really dig it. There are people editing together videos with lots of dramatic music over screenshots of old tweets, you know, trying to showcase hypocrisy. Um, there are influencers out there who used to dislike Snyder vehemently and they've changed their minds. They've looked at the movement. They've looked back at the movies and said, you know what? I was wrong about this. I think this is really dope and I'm excited. And I'm excited about Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, because people are, oh, it's okay for people to change their minds. Hi, I'm Jason. Hi, Jason. <laughs> Just thought, thought that'd be a good time to interject personally. <laughs> so people are allowed to change their minds about they, uh, you know, any number of things. Um, I don't know. I, I used to like green beans. I don't like green beans anymore. I, I can't didn't like bananas them. for the longest time. <laughs> We're good now. <laughs> right. I didn't like so, chicken salad. I'm from Alabama. That's mm. not even supposed to be legal. Yeah, well, it depends on the chicken salad. That's tangent. We can't get off on that. So um, these people are being attacked. They're being bullied on social media by by hateful Snyder fans who are saying they don't deserve the cut. They shouldn't celebrate. They don't have the right. They haven't been there since the beginning. And uh, honestly, we need every voice we can. If there is a 1% chance that <laughs> this Emmerich story that this these these rumblings about him trying to sabotage the cut is true we have to take it as an absolute certainty uh we need every positive voice we can for the movement we shouldn't be turning people away from the snyder cut because they didn't rise and fall at every word spoken or written by Zack snyder since he made his first car commercial uh <laughs> 
I mean, you should be embracing these people, right? Like you should welcome them, welcome them to the fight, you know, welcome them to the community. And, uh, the sad part though, is that so many of these assholes are throwing money at suicide prevention, buying up ink to the people, t-shirts, patting themselves in the back so hard, but then they go and bully people and make their lives a living hell. And, uh, if you can't connect the dots in my younger years, in the late nineties, early two thousands. I uh, actually seriously contemplated suicide a number of times because of the same kind of, you know, vitriolic, uh, unwavering bullying from right. online groups. So uh, be nice and uh, let's make this thing a success. Yeah. Anything to add, man? <laughs> no, that's, uh, I think I 100% support this message. And um, mm, that's good. I, I say that. Or as the show's over. People who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very clearly one of the people who just uh, said this will never happen. That being said, yeah, of course, I always said I want to, but yeah, I, I didn't think about it. Um, I, I would fight anyone who says that at this point I don't deserve to enjoy it because shit, man. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's biting off your nose to spite your face. It's stupid. Yeah. And also we're, if, you know, if uh, the current status of things has taught, has taught us nothing as a group. Surely what it has taught us is that if we work together, we can actually accomplish something. And if we don't, um, the people in charge can kind of divide us into groups and make decisions for us mm-hmm. that will not behoove us. <laughs> Hence the theatrical cut. Yep. All like, right. They wanted to cut No Man's Land, for God's sake. Like, this goes back a while. We, <laughs> we, I know. Like, we, I know. It makes no sense. I mean, Reddit took down Wall Street this week. For, for God's sake, man. We can make this happen. That's true. We just, uh, we, we, we do have to get on the same page a little bit. And I agree that the clot chasing is bullshit. But um, <laughs> despite my history, I would agree with that comment. Yeah, like it, we, we've got to, if we, if, we, if we can find a way to actually like galvanize ourselves and get in the same page and get in the same direction. Clearly, now historically, there is precedent that we can make some change. Yeah, I think so. I think there so. are still a couple people involved with Warner Brothers that would rather we eat ourselves, and mm-hmm. hopefully we can come together enough to tell them to fuck themselves. That'd be fantastic. Actually, you know, it'd be great is if Emmerich walked out of the studio with his little like you know that little cardboard box they give you the banker's box thing mm-hmm. when you take your like your family photos and the one award you bought. Or you you know, actually, I was going to say brought and I slipped and for him, I said bought and that actually makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take all that out. <laughs> and while he's doing that, you know, just as a movement, we stand outside and, and play the version of come together that was in the theatrical cut just for irony's sake. Uh huh. Because it's actually still a pretty, pretty fun song by itself. <laughs> Despite yeah, it's all, everything that's happened. It's a good song. It's a good cover. I'm just going to sit outside and play that. I'll bring an amp and play the riff my damn self. Hmm. I wonder how that would go down. (laughs) You just show me where he's walking out. (laughs) All right. Uh, So let's get to fun stuff, if you don't mind. I do not. Not that we didn't make that kind of fun a little bit anyway. Hopefully. Um, Man, this is brand new. It wasn't at the top of the list. It got there real quick. Um, Zack Snyder released a picture of Joker. Oh, yeah. That was really nice. I mean, he's all blurred out. And yeah. it's so funny because at this point I'm seeing people like, man, he looks like Joaquin, man, he looks like Ledger. Oh man, he looks bald. Oh no, he doesn't look bald. He looks like he's got the long hair. Oh, man. It's so ambiguous. Like Zach, 
such a tease, man. Oh, I know. You really, everybody's seeing something a little different. And I think you know it's, I it's cracking just, me just up. Just to round it out, uh, he, it's so blurred that in a way it reminded me of like the uh, death uh, of the family, Joe's garage, like detached face version. Mm, that's interesting. I haven't heard that one. But that's it. cool. <laughs> Well, it's very, very likely wrong. I will go on record <laughs> as saying certainly wrong. I'm just saying what it, it just that's what occurred to me. But yes, it is black and white. He's holding up the Joker card. The Joker card's got the like the blood spackles on it. Hey, I, it that's my shit. I'm yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah, it looked great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, for me to for anyone to to get me excited about a, a Joker that I have traditionally been relatively meh on is uh kind of a big deal. Yeah, but then I'm also really excited about the the prospect of an air cut because I'm like, yeah, let's see more of him. Let's see what how he was originally supposed to be shown, you know? Because I think that uh, a ton of the stuff that was changed was like how abusive and codependent their relationship was. Yeah, Joker those were the early reports. So anyway, uh, looks like uh, the Justice League Zack Snyder's Justice League is officially complete. Sweet. Um, that's a. It's a big load off my off my heart. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> all those millions have come to fruition. We have a film, people, and apparently he's going to get the full movie release treatment. Apparently, he's going to have a soundtrack on Water Tower music, a uh, curated collection from Warner Brothers consumer products available exclusively through the DC shop, and an immersive at home dining experience in the US and UK with Wonderland at Home, whatever the hell that means. I don't know, um, but what you're telling me is that I need to put like $140 aside for the vinyl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Internationally. Minimum? Zach, Probably minimum, 140 I, I don't think that much, but uh, internationally, Zack Snyder's Justice League will debut exclusively on HBO services in Europe, across the Nordics, Central Europe, Spain, and Portugal, and on the HBO Go service in Asia, in Latin America. Zack Snyder's Justice League will premiere exclusively on HBO Max, where the service launches in the market later in 2020. 21 and uh, they also released an official synopsis in Zack Snyder's Justice League determined mm. to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain. Bruce Wayne aligns forces with Diana Prince with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an, from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. The task proves more difficult than Bruce imagined as each of the recruits must face the demons of their own pasts to transcend that which has held them back allowing them to come together, finally forming an unprecedented league of heroes. Now united Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, The Flash, may be too late to save the planet from Steppenwolf to Sod and Darkseid and their dreadful intentions. Like they, That's glorious. Yeah. That's just fantastic. I don't remember them dealing with their the, their pasts and stuff and the theatrical. No. We, did we have anything to announce about that? Were we, are we going to do like commentaries? Uh we haven't hammered out those details. Have we haven't we? hammered out the details. No, we're going to do something, either commentaries or uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. We're, we're trying to figure out exactly. I shouldn't have mentioned it. No, it's that's fine too. We just we haven't hammered out the details. Is all. Yeah, no, we we haven't, and I but, think to differentiate from our from our already created reviews, maybe we should do commentaries uh, on Patreon because yeah, we have a, we already have the commentaries. Or the, or the reviews, I mean. Um, also open to suggestions. Yeah. But uh, I guess that's where we're leaning. We just hadn't worked out exactly what to do with that yet. Yep. So, uh, oh, and they uh, they, re- they got an official release date, March 18th. <laughs> uh, 
I love that we're like 40 minutes in and we're like, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, a lot of stuff date, has happened. You know, more like March 18th, I guess. 18th. Because they Zach released these posters, three posters, all black and white. One yeah, was, they were sick as shit, man. Those were yeah. fantastic. The first one, he uh, he captioned Fallen. Or sorry, Fallen, not Fallen. What, I don't know why I put a D on the end sometimes. Fallen. That's what's going to happen a, when Jimmy Fallon loses his show. Fallen? <laughs> Fallon, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> or just be Fallon <laughs> with PH gone. Anyway. So it, it's a really neat image. It's like a Shattered Justice League logo, but it is like Scott from Squadcast pointed out how it was like reversed. It's the, the reversed image from like the shiny uh, color photo of the logo f- from the uh, theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's one, this, uh, this is risen and it's a hunk of junk with a tattered justice league sign. Mm-hmm. Very reminiscent of the death of Superman tattered Cape cover of Superman 75. Yeah. Um, super dope. Uh, if, I think out of all of them, that's the one I would want on my wall. Yeah. It's iconic as fuck. And, uh, and then reborn, which is uh rubble and then film canisters that say just, uh, justice league Snyder on it. Yeah. All dope. Yeah, those are pretty good. Um, then Zach released this image of uh, Cyborg uh, with his with his flight helmet, and he's he's flying. There's a cool little screen flare, and there's a quote on the picture. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. The quote is "There's a war coming," and then underneath the quote, it is attributed to Martian Manhunter. Oh no! Uh, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. <clears throat> I have. I was so excited to see that. Yeah. And then uh, Scott. That he's just been there this whole time standing guard a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's good stuff. Scott of Squadcast, Mr. Scott McClellan, uh, salt to the earth doing God's work because, man, those Vero comments are so hard to get through. Um, dug around and, uh, and found where Zach had uh, answered some questions. And uh, this person says, we see Cyborg in the upgraded suit in the nightmare scene. Thank you for making my dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by upgraded suit, there is, um, I'm not even sure we've ever talked about it on the show, but there's concept art, a lot of concept art that features Cyborg in like the uh, sort of a, uh, the nightmare future, I guess. And he's got four arms. <laughs> This dude has his normal arms. Then he's got another arm that has the sonic cannon, it looks like. And then there's another one that's got four fingers on it. And it's been pointed out that the the Apocalyptian characters in the concept art have four fingers as well. That's a really neat little, you know, piece of of, uh, detail, I think, to throw in there. Um, So this person asks, will we see the upgraded suit in the nightmare scene? Zach replies, four arms. (laughs) <laughs> and i'm so freaking excited about that like you know i i don't know i can't remember if i've said it on the show already uh a couple of weeks ago i hurt my back mm-hmm. pretty bad like i have been like, there were like two or three days where i was just like stuck in bed and couldn't get out or could very seldom get out mm-hmm. um i was pissing in a bucket for a minute it was bad <laughs> i was having horrible back spasms <laughs> and i would just scream because it was so bad when I saw when I saw oh, Zack Snyder when I I know when I saw Zack Snyder say four arms I let out a scream. My wife asked me if I was okay. 
she thought it was poorly because timed. It was a few days. It was moment. like two. It was like two days after. Um, I'd actually gotten in to see the chiropractor. Like I'd had an appointment, couldn't get in because I couldn't get out of bed, right. managed to get out of bed to get to a chiropractor. It was, had gotten better. I hadn't had a spasm, a real bad <laughs> spasm in a couple of days. And, and then I let out that. You called a schedule and then you're like, when does a crane arrive? <laughs> oh, you don't have a crane. Oh, right. then sorry, doc. I will not fucking make it. Yeah. You do. It, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, so yeah, forearms, very excited about that. Um, and I couldn't help but think, and damn it, I asked him on Vero and he hasn't gotten back to me yet, mm. but, um, I've seen the skew numbers for the McFarland DC multiverse figures. And there is a, there's a cyborg with helmet and cyborg without helmet. Mm. And I'm like, uh, do, do, do that helmeted version of cyborg have the forearms? Cause <laughs> I, I want the nightmare. I want the nightmare cyborg. <laughs> Todd, help. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Is it quadrupus, I guess? Quadrupus cyborg. Sure. <laughs> um, someone asks, Zach, how much screen time, screen, screen time, how much yeah. screen time would you estimate cyborg actually uses that cyborg helmet in flight or battle? Zach says he uses it when he's crashing through th- Things face first, that would be problematic without a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good answer. Yeah, that's why I included it. It's not even like a particularly... When he's like shoving his face into, uh, you know, giant uh, space beings, sometimes he decides Um, that a helmet would be better. (laughs) The thing... You know, I, that, that's not, it seems intuitive. You know, I can see people just like scoffing and going, well, that was for a toy. And to be fair, I do have a helmeted cyborg toy from the first <laughs> release. It's, it's over on my shelf. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I do. I thought uh, just Zach's response was so funny because, yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Like, <laughs> why, yeah, why not? <laughs> why wouldn't he? <laughs> like if you were parachuting. And, and and you realize you were about to fall through a, a, a plane. Would you prefer a helmet? Right. <laughs> He's a superhero. He's not supposed to have a helmet. No. I think I'd have a helmet. Yeah, I'd have a helmet. Sorry, bro. Gonna put the helmet on. Um, and finally, of course, does Cyborg say booyah in your cut? Zach says, hell no. <laughs> and, you know, I... There seems to be a, a rampant misunderstanding from certain members of the quote-unquote fan community. Uh, people, if I'm being honest, mostly angry young white men mm-hmm. who grew up watching Teen Titans and don't remember that the first 30 years of Cyborg's existence, uh, he didn't say booyah at all. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, um, that was a new part of it. So there seems to be a lot of people that says, look at how proud he is. Look at how proud he is that he, that, uh, that he's throwing the character out. Well, the character isn't saying booyah. If anything, that kind of diminished the character in some regards. And uh, just the fact that you think that the character is the phrase booyah, uh, it kind of makes me feel like, um, let's say it dumbs it down in a problematic way. Yeah. In a problematic way. That's a good way of putting it. And I completely stand by Ray Fisher not wanting to say that shit because that is totally like something that every black character and every mainstream action movie would say. Yeah. No, it just, it, it feels super black to say it. And that's, that's the that. problem. That's the problem. Like it's, I'm not against, you know, uh, Wade saying it on, on, uh, Titans, you know, if he's down with it, do him, you know, 
if he's fine with it if because that well that's doom patrol's not titans doom patrol doom patrol's got like a completely different tone and when he says it it doesn't feel like the same as titans does you know they're yeah i mean (sighs) that's all nuanced in a way that's like the tone is very special and different in nuance yes so you can't you can't take one uh instance of something and translate to the other specifically it it the, the background of what the show's done and uh, how they portray the character matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially and in the case of Ray Fisher, if you were just being forced to say the thing that you didn't think. It, my biggest problem with it is that it's not like Ray Fisher was being asked to, uh, you know, say a, a tagline from a character that has always been known. It's that he was being asked to say a tagline from a character that isn't necessarily comic accurate while everyone else on his crew was being asked to do the comic accurate version. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and not even in the WB versions uh, or the Warner brothers, uh, not even in the Warner brothers executive critiques, but necessarily in the more necessarily in the fans version where everyone has to be comics accurate. It, except this part where we don't remember it except here. Mm-hmm. It's not comics accurate well, for him you know. to be a booyah guy. It is also not comics accurate for Batman to be completely uh, opposed to killing 100% of the time. Yeah, I know. But there, because it, a bunch of people watch Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, and that's. These things matter. This, the, they do. That, well, they matter in the, in the engaged conversation of characters that are 82 years old and, you know, and yeah. subtract back from that. You know, Kryptonite came from the radio show. I, yeah. <laughs> it's not. All right, so these characters have been around forever. And uh-huh. the unfortunate part about being fans of it in this day and age is that uh, if if you want to have uh, any kind of like black and white view of the thing, you you just don't get to get away with that anymore. So no. the versions of the characters that we see matter because they happen in a time and place and we have to acknowledge when they're happening. And yeah. if you want to just say like, that's, that's cool, but I just want to watch my fantasy thing, that's fine too. But there's also <laughs> – you. Like in one version, that's perfectly fine. You can have no filter and just watch it in the fantasy thing. And that's great. But when it pulls back a little bit and people have opinions on the thing about how they affect their lives, because by the way, again, 82 and subtract whatever characters age old that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It's really not even 82. It's like 90. But anyway, you, you subtract whatever of the century fucking old characters that we're talking about. And you're going to have to eventually have an opinion if someone wants to actually make this a social conversation or uh, a media conversation or a political conversation or whatever. Eventually, you're going to actually have to have an opinion one way or the other about certain things, and it's fine to back off and not to some extent. To other extents, when we have like Ray Fisher trying to call shit out, no, it's not okay. You need to actually kind of have his back on this one because he's right. And the things he's calling out are accurate. They are not like this is not a falsification. There's legitimacy to what he's saying. You have to actually be able to listen to that part too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't and, take away know, from the things you enjoy, also. And by the way, Ray Fisher, you know, has said he doesn't care if dude from Doom Patrol says uh, Jovian Wade, I think is his name, uh, think says so. booyah, and they, he's even said he would be on Doom Patrol um, <laughs> if he had a uh, an interesting scene to play with the guy, you know, like a multiverse type of situation. And, uh, you know, I have a freaking McFarlane action figure of the Teen Titans animated version of Cyborg. I like those ver- that version of the characters, but they're fun and they're goofy and it's a completely different tone. And none of them take themselves, none of them are taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, a little more seriously in the first iteration. But, you know, but if Ray Fisher is uncomfortable saying Booyah and Zack Snyder is uncomfortable having him say it, 
then it's the executives like, don't get to make that decision. Right. I, it is the, it's not the worst damn thing in the world for him not to say booyah. Like, I don't think uh, any little kids are going to be sitting there watching this R rated four hour justice league and going, we didn't say booyah. They're probably going to be going, you know, why is there so much where is my death mommy? and where is there so much death and blood? Yeah. You know, or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like, what mommy, was the Batman was a <laughs> um anyway yeah I'm, I'm 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 fine with it yeah I'm, uh apparently the bbs remaster is finished i am generally looking looking forward to that yeah yeah um i'm the only thing i'm not looking forward to is actually upgrading any of the equipment i have to watch it like in a way that well i mean do it justice i don't know that that's possible necessarily mm-hmm. but anyway we'll see what how it how it all uh plays out um let's see they've revealed the fully armored dark side on a t-shirt mm-hmm. they've got in the dc comic store they've got Zack snyder's justice league shirts they've got uh freaking dark side they've got steppenwolf they've got superman uh it all looks dope to me uh you know mm-hmm. and buying this merch is an important part of uh of supporting the cut, you know, so if, you know, you're, you're in a financially viable way to do so, I would fully endorse, uh, popping over there and grabbing some of that shit. I, um, also want to, uh, push the idea of the merch mates thing that Scott's doing. Um, contact him or the nerd Queens if, uh, if you want to help out, but you know, you literally just are buying stuff and shipping it over overseas and it's, it's a coordinated project and it's, you know, it's, it's a very ground, uh, what's the uh, grassroots kind of thing, but, um, mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, worthwhile. You're getting some merch out that's kind of it literally labeled exclusive, you know, <laughs> and giving right. out to people that uh, this cracked me up. Have you seen what uh, the the image that DC Comics give you if it gives you if you're like from a, a an outside of uh, the U.S. domain? No, it's it's like an angry picture of Mixus Spitlicks. Um, <laughs> just, just saying. It's, I, I'm sorry, I'm paraphrasing deeply, but it's like, he wishes this was different too. And I'm like, he's a fucking fifth dimension. Like, you make it happen. But, right. Yeah. Uh, if you want to no, know, I think about that's that, the point. They're like, even Mr. Mixia Spitlet can't have this happen. Even he can't. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. You're in charge of this. Do not, do not prey on characters you yourself apparently don't understand to justify needs, your actions. It just you needs to be like, you could have made the shipping thing happen. It needs to just be a picture of teenage Clark from the Donner film saying with all my powers, I couldn't save you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, there's a whole list of stuff like that. That would make sense. Like, uh-huh. uh, like even Lois Lane, just looking like, like there's the back of her head. Just being like, I don't have time and walking off. That would mm-hmm. work too. Like, I don't know. I, I have no idea exactly why. I, I surmised at some point that there's a pile of money somewhere that justifies why they're not sending merch overseas. I assume yeah. it's a contractual thing where they haven't brokered the right deal, so they can't yet. Because right. imports and exports do work that way. So, in the meantime, um, you know, uh, hit uh, hit me up if you want some links or whatever. But uh, we, we need some U.S. people to help send some stuff over, yeah. overseas. I just needed to be like a picture of Superman that says, Superman says... Somebody's a dick, but it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> we should work for DC Comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then but they yeah. would have shut the entire last five minutes down. Oh, we're not doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. guess we'll go edit it. 
My bad. But, uh, yeah, you can hit Scott up at Scott, uh, DC 27 on Twitter. Uh, and if you don't know Scott, great dude, very, very nice dude. Uh, wonderful DC fan. Absolutely. Very well read individual. Mm-hmm. Your IQ will jump just talking to him. <laughs> now, stellar dude, uh, outright. And, uh, if, you don't remember that just find me somewhere because i'm sure they are find dc on screen and i'll find you the right links to get to these uh this this merch situation yeah it's very uh, simple we're we're here we're, at we're DC allowed to on buy screen. it we buy it we send it to them they reimburse you for the thing you sent them it's, it's in, in theoretically shipping. simple uh, yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah um so yeah we're at dc on screen jason's at duck duck goss i believe yeah yep yeah. that's what i set up for you on twitter yeah. so many <laughs> so many years ago so many years ago when you were like, I don't want a Twitter. And I'm like, nah, I'm making you one. Here's and one. for, Here. for the Hold first on. like five years or so, it was just me like occasionally tweeting funny shit that you said that <laughs> I heard you said. I'm like, nah, it should be a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Usually just something that you said while playing Batman Arkham City. Yeah. I always remember you got to bring a lunatic as a, as a friend. You got to bring a lunatic. That was from Asylum, I think. Yeah. I believe it was from the original. I like the, uh, where are you weeping asshole? <laughs> you could just hear someone in an alley somewhere like weeping uncontrollably and you couldn't find him. I do remember it was the scorn in my voice that you thought was funny. Like, where are you weeping <laughs> asshole? Like, I'm supposed to be helping you, but I was just so mad. <laughs> just so mad that I couldn't find you instead. Like. Like I knew the game was going to decide that you weren't uh, important enough to keep that little like uh, indicator or soundbite running anymore. And that side mm-hmm. quest was going to go away. So I was just deeply mad. <laughs> Fuck, if I don't find exactly which tiny fucking nook and crevice you're in. And I'm just going to lose you. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's a little piece of news. Ray Fisher is going to be promoting Zack Snyder's Justice League. He says, there's no way you can stop me from doing press for Zack Snyder's Justice League. There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, honestly, what, what, at this point, what does he have to lose? Dude's put his entire career on the line just doing what he did. Like at this point, if he just didn't say I, I, he was super excited about a property, why? Mm-hmm. Like, no. Just go for it. Uh, yeah. So there is a new interview with uh, author Sean O'Connell. For his upcoming book, release the Snyder Cut, and uh, Zack Snyder explained exactly uh, what where his head was when he left Justice League, uh, and that's a, that's the thing we've wondered about. Like, you know, if Snyder Cut comes out, like, what becomes of that narrative? Because right. it was very much a we have to step back, and uh, Joss is going to take this over. Um, and it seemed a lot more amiable originally, right? Um, Zack says. I just was kind of done with it. I was in this place of knowing my family needs more than this bullshit. And I just need to honor them and do the best I can to heal that world. I had no energy to fight the studio and fight for the movie. Literally zero energy for that. I really think that's the main thing. I think there's a different world where I stayed and kind of tried. And I'm sure I could have because every movie is a fight, right? I was used to that. But I just did not have the energy. There was no fight in me. I had been beaten by what was going on in my life. And I just didn't want to... I didn't care to, that was kind of where I was. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that just sounds like a, you know, that sounds like the same story, but uh, played on the black keys. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, uh, that, that same emotional problem is why, uh, largely why I think we, we bought it the first time. 
when we yeah. uh, thought it made sense that he just had to step away. And uh, looking back, it was uh, slightly more nefarious than that. Right. But, you know, it, even then, the the part that was still going to be true, no matter how you do it, is, dude, that's a you lot. Put over the shit. Fucking, you don't have energy for that. I, no. I can't even imagine. No, I don't blame him. I do not blame him. Uh, over to Wonder Woman 1984, it was uh, it basically dominated Christmas viewership numbers and the revised Nielsen ratings. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read this uh, pretty. Uh, I'm just going to say this pretty pretty straightforward. What they've got written here: uh, Wonder Woman 1984 dominated the week of Christmas 2020 in terms of viewership numbers, according to some revised Nielsen uh, Nielsen ratings estimates. Nielsen had previously announced that the Disney Plus release of Soul was the top-rated streaming release of the week for December 21st through 27th, but Warner Media didn't think those findings sounded right and called for a review. Nielsen and Warner Media reviewed the viewership numbers together and came to the realization that indeed a big mistake had been made. Wonder Woman 1984, in fact, outperformed Soul by about 35%, generating almost 2.3 billion minutes of viewing time, which is estimated to be about 14.9 million views. Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, he was a success. <laughs> um, there all, there's also being it reported did, that it did fine. A, a, 84 uh, pushed HBO Max, helped push HBO Max, uh, and HBO to 41 million subscribers, reaching forecast two years early. Uh, their subscriber base grew to seven, 17.2 million activated users before the end of 2020. According to AT&T, then uh, that number comes uh, after the still young streaming service finally brokered deals with Amazon and Roku to be carried on their popular streaming devices. And by the debut of Wonder Woman 84, the first in a string of theatrical releases that will debut simultaneously on HBO Max. According to AT&T, HBO Max now has 37.66 million subscribers up from 28.7 million in September with HBO. The two HBO branded platforms have a combined subscriptions total of 41.5 million as of the end of 2020. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Even at the low number, that's... They are not doing poorly, as some would have you believe. That That's just so much money. <laughs> yeah. Just so it much is. money. But did you watch this new HBO Max trailer? Mm-hmm. Did you Did you see the, the new footage of from the Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Dude, I laugh my dick off. Because mm-hmm. there's really just like, aside from Harley eating an apple, mm-hmm. there's really just Idris Elba telling John Cena, nobody likes a show off. And then he's like, unless they, unless what you're showing off is dope as fuck. <laughs> 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 and they cut him off right before that hard K. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or that K, I should say. Hard C, K, whatever. No, you I, know what I mean. I, I enjoy the idea of the Suicide Squad being just uh, like just a giant bravado squad, you know, just people hmm. showing off to each other the entire time. Well, it's and, a little like prison. Your first day, you've got to beat somebody over the head with a chair. Yeah, but that's kind of what I like that as a, as a premise. It's like, yeah, no, no it's, it's just uh, the shit's very real and you, you got to be a character or you're not going to survive. Cool. Yeah, I dig it. I like it. I dig it. Uh, in a recent interview with CBR, Rick Flag actor, Joel Kinnaman. Mm-hmm says about the movie i can't wait to see it when i read the script like every page every page of the script made me laugh it's just the silliest most violent and at times it's really it's really moving just an absolutely ridiculous Mm. story uh yeah you know honestly i think people are gonna love it i really do i think it's gonna be a very very appreciated uh film yeah i think it's gonna go over really well i Uh, I, you know i still like him talking about it because he 
he specifically talked about how he didn't really have good comedy chops and he had to learn them to get into this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, I appreciate that. I, I like people uh, pushing the boundaries a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, now, uh, yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, but uh, mm. I, I'm going to throw this into the uh, take it with a grain of salt uh, category. But Screen Daily is reporting that uh, <laughs> The Flash is on track to begin filming at Warner Brothers Studios Leavesden on April 26th. So, uh, but, you know, I just kind of don't believe it. Yeah. Like, it's been cool. too many years, too many, too many, too many people involved. I just, uh, we'll see. No. I mean, with their track record, the uh, caterers won't show up until about October 19th. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, dude, every time I hear it, I want to believe it. But every time I hear it, I think, oh, God, it's it's gotten worse now. Yeah. It is the equivalent of a, uh, like a <laughs> boyfriend or girlfriend who's like, I'm going to get better. I'm going to, I'm going to stop. Right. With this addictive thing I'm doing, like it, it's hard. It's hard after a point to believe it. Yep. Um, and, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer who played Catwoman on uh, Batman returns, she said, she told screen rant. She said, I would, I would become back as Catwoman if anyone asked me, but no one's asked me yet. And, uh, which kind of sounds sad, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess in a way I'm sure she's fine. Yeah, but, I know. But I would, I would be happy to see her, uh, like a quick couple seconds. I don't want her in the flash. I'm kind of done with people showing up in flash for now. Like I, I would like it if it was like, if they did like a combination dark Knight returns, Batman beyond project. And we got to see like, because they did leave her open. Like she was one of the few villains. Uh, I feel like in, in the Batman movies who didn't die at the end, like, well, she did die, but she still had a couple lives left. Um, <laughs> and she even teases it in Batman returns said, got to save some for next Christmas. And yeah. then at the end of the movie, when we see the bat signal amidst the snowy skyline, her her head pops up and it's like, oh, shit, she's going to come back. And then she never did. Right. And, uh, you know, for anyone who's out there going like, she's old, she don't got the chops, look at her, look her up. She's still hot. Nah, she's fine. She'll be all right. Uh, I ain't got no problems. Um, she legit. <laughs> too legit to quit. <laughs> and you took it back to that era so quickly. <laughs> I know, man. 1992. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm, I'm hearing don't go chasing waterfalls all of a sudden. That's right. That's right, man. And I swear. <laughs> by the moon and the cats that ate me. <laughs> oh, I'll God. be there when you ask. Yep. No matter what jobs I have, I'll be there. Oh, man. I swear. <laughs> Batman Returns in this movie the pussies do the eating oh that's terrible that's terrible I should have said that <laughs> you probably didn't even like pitch a porn series you probably just regurgitated one you accidentally vacuumed up when you were like 18 <laughs> just seeing a series oh. of titles somewhere no you know I just and I immediately I, regret the word vacuumed in that sentence right um, I think I just I feel like it, whatever the voice was in my head that made me say that it sounded like Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the adult version of Darla in Shazam Fury of the Gods, Megan Good says that uh, it says God willing and by the grace of God, Shazam two starts in May. So there's that, but COVID's a funny thing and not really funny, but terrifying and problematic. But, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it, it keeps movies from starting and TV shows from starting when they should. Yeah. And <laughs> even talking about it sounds super Marvel family-esque. Like, yeah, but this, oh, oh that sounded bad. My bad. Uh, what I really meant was, oh, that sounded bad too. Ah, oh, my bad. <laughs> um, what I mean is something very genuine and, and that part's true. Dolph Lundgren says, I may be doing Aquaman 2 this summer. <laughs> Shooting in London. <laughs> <laughs> he I says that to I may be in London at yeah. the uh, Hilton Hotel, room uh, 237, possibly checking in at about uh, 10. Yeah. I think 1039 is my deadline. I don't know. Maybe. And I don't know. Maybe. The, Not saying He said all this sure. on a uh, virtual Wizard World panel on Sunday. He says, and that's coming out the following year in the theaters, they hope. So, yeah, they don't know. Nobody knows what's going on. Right. Uh and, you know, normally I wouldn't even bring this up, but hell yeah, I would. Um, <laughs> but you're excited. I like it. What you got? But you know what? I am excited. And also I want to stick it in the faces of the people who keep saying this thing isn't happening mm-hmm. or has fallen away. Tom King was talking a little mm-hmm. bit about New Gods. Oh, yeah. I saw that. On, yeah. On comicbook.com's Phase Zero podcast. Um, He was talking about the... Uh, writing the script with Ava and their similar, their similarities. And uh, he says, I want to caveat it because I like to be as honest as possible. You're just going to get crappy platitudes out of me. Working with Ava is a joy. She's incredibly focused on the emotional core of the characters. It's been fun. I've never written a movie before. Now Uh, I've done some TV. None of it ever comes out. Hollywood's a weird place, (laughs) but I've done some of that. But this was my first sort of big, huge movie with space battles and all that stuff. It's a ball. As long as we focus on the core Jack Kirby relationships that he created that make it good, it's going to be a good movie. That's where Ava and I are. Uh, Ava and I both are. And uh, he also, when asked uh, if Mister Miracle would be in the movie, he says, "I don't see how you could do New Gods without Mister uh, without Mister Miracle. It would be a weird movie." <laughs> I mean, especially for him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he says, um, the movie will fall into the DC is as ambitious as we can make it, uh, tone, uh, to give a movie like new guys to a visionary director like Ava to me, Jack Kirby and Ava are very similar creators. They come from similar places and they have sort of parallel histories. And I feel like I'm just the person meeting these two people together so they can create something that's unique. I don't know if I'd say it's dark, but it's definitely going to be ambitious. It's going to be her (laughs) doing her thing. And uh, that that comes that I'm excited about New Gods, dude. I I really am. I hope it gets made. Yeah, I'm still good. I'm still good with it. We um, it has been a while since uh, anything substantial has been said. But uh, yeah, uh, I watched that video. King's comments were not. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get any kind of like uh, forcing it. You know, uh, demeanor yeah. off him. He he he, he seems serious. It, I'm willing to trust him just based on the right. demeanor that I saw in that interview. But uh, yeah, it looks like this is still going forward and uh, they've still got really ambitious concerns and I'm happy about that. Yeah. Now, look, no one said this and uh, no one, I don't think I've ever heard anyone hint at it, mm-hmm. but I do, I do have a question for you. I know you don't like granny goodness. Nope. But okay. But what if she was played by Betty White? But, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> um, that is going to be an almost complete reversal of my uh, <laughs> previous problems. <laughs> no. Like, like Lake Placid ass Betty White 
just cussing out her fucking. Oh my god, dude! Have you seen those blue the bloopers for the hot ones? No, she's fantastic. Well, you've got Wendy Malick. Betty White is a goddamn badass. Uh, You've got the what's her name, Um, Valerie Bertinelli, and you've got uh, freaking uh, Betty White. Mm -hmm. And the man, I don't know. It's just I've been seeing it floating around this these bloopers. And she'll just forget her line or whatever. People start laughing at her for forgetting her line or whatever. I mean, she's good natured about it and all, but she she does not hesitate at telling them, "Ah, oh, fuck off, bitch!" Like <laughs> 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 it is one of the funniest blooper reels I've ever seen. Like she's just killer. I haven't seen it. Uh, please send it to me immediately, and I will watch it tonight. Oh, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> If not, I will find it my, my damn self. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, I was I was laying in bed earlier this week just like, I've never even heard of this show. I'm just like crying. Just like, <laughs> there's no way the show is as good as this. No, that's the funny part. Betty White is like, she's been in show business for so long. We, we've probably, if I showed you her entire IMDb, you probably uh, recognize like a third of it. She has been employed <laughs> for uh, like longer than Lincoln's been dead, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And yet she keeps being relevant and just a fuck all, just damn it, bitch. You're just on top of this shit kind of lady. <laughs> yep. She's great. Uh, um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we. Hmm? A true queen. That's all I'm saying. Ah, yes. All right. So um, before we jump over to a break and then subsequently to television and feedback. Mm-hmm. I do want to uh, let everyone in on all the DC movies and shows coming to HBO Max in February. Uh, it is a, kind of a big list, an exciting list, I would say. Nice. So um, February 1st, HBO Max will have 1989's Batman. It'll have Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Man of Steel comes back to the service on February 1st, as, uh, as does um, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Hmm. Which is a fantastic animated series. Great for. Cannot uh, recommend any of that. Oh or not. my lord! Jeez. Batman the Brave and the Bold. Uh, great for adults. Great for children. Everybody should love it. Um, yeah. It's got enough gravitas to be, you know, meaningful for for adults and especially people who, you know, remember some of the old Silver Age stuff. But um, fantastic oh. show. Just as a guess, I'm going to say like four plus as far as when they'll kind of start to understand it. Yeah. But that I is super so. variable. Every kid's different. Uh, mm-hmm. Point definitely is for us, uh, watch this with your kids and you'll, right. you'll enjoy it just as much as they will. It'll be a modern experience. It's fantastic. And uh, they, you know, they, they've already got Batman animated series on the service. And uh, I think Batman Beyond is already on there as well. Mm-hmm. They're adding within that canon the Justice League and Justice League Unlimited series. I saw. Fantastic. Just that shit out. Fantastic. In uh, February 5th, they have Aquaman coming back to the service. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really excited about this one because this is one I haven't actually gotten to see. I've seen like the first five or six episodes. The Batman. It's like five seasons of a Batman yeah. cartoon I haven't watched. Yeah, me too. Me too. And uh, this is exciting for some people because this is also in the Batman animated series universe, but it's one that, you know, doesn't really widely show up. Um, Static Shock yeah. is coming February 15th. So that's kind of a big deal and a pretty good show. Um, it's worth it just to check out, the, at least to just check out the crossovers. But Dwayne McDuffie did a fantastic job on that show. I think it's a, a pretty solid superhero show Yeah, and uh, ties in with literally every series 
in the Batman animated universe canon. Oh yeah, it's fully incorporated. Like you're mm-hmm. not gonna miss a thing. Just except for like those yeah. few scenes in the first season where they mentioned Clark Kent as Superman and somehow Superman's a comic book character. But we could just say a crisis <laughs> happened in between there. Very possible. <laughs> All right, uh, we are jumping over to a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have uh, some interesting, uh, some interesting news about some uh, some television shows and some feedback that will probably be kind of fun. Johnsonville sausage strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original maple or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT, or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville Sausage Strips, and it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. All right, we're back. I've hobbled around, ate some Doritos, mm-hmm. got myself another soda. Uh, you expelled liquid, mm-hmm. as I understand it, naturally. And um, you know, we uh, we have a little more, a little bit, a little bit more to talk about mm-hmm. here. Uh, so this guy Dylan over on the social medias asked uh, James Gunn, "Do you have any ideas for more Suicide Squad spinoffs?" James Gunn says, yes. <laughs> That's all I got, bro. Yes. Hashtag polka dot man the series. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and I, we, we're a, uh, a trusted, uh, or I should say, we're, uh, we, we trust TV line. It's a pretty good site. And uh, on Matt's inside line, uh, someone named Allison asked, is Justice League Dark still happening on HBO Max? Because if Swamp Thing is not happening on the CW, that show might have the character. And uh, Matt says, yes, I am assured that Justice League Dark is still in development at the streamer. And I was happy to see that. Mm -hmm. I thought I'd report it. Because that's another thing I often hear is that, well, we haven't heard anything. That means it must not be happening. No, that's not not true. Just give them a minute. Give it a minute. Uh, Titans. Big news, huge news. Mm-hmm. Titans has cast Tim Drake for season three. Mm-hmm. This is the first live action Tim Drake on screen. Yeah, I'll be there for it. Uh, it's a guy named uh, Jay Lysergo, maybe? I never know how to say names. <laughs> yeah. Here's the fun thing, though. Um, he is the first crossover star because he is in the Batman, Matt Reeves. The Batman. We've already seen him. He is a member of the face-painted gang that Batman fights in the trailer. Mm, okay. That's fun, right? Gotcha. I like it. Uh, Brent, our, our buddy Brent from uh, Fans Without Borders and Marvel Squadcast, he says to us, uh, how excited are you that the best Robin is finally coming to live action? Um, pretty damn excited, honestly. Yep. Um, I do think. Like, <laughs> I know the, I do. the heavy part of that is best Robin, but... Man, there are good arguments for that. 
Look, man, here's the thing. I grew up in the 90s. Good argument Tim for any of them, but damn. Yeah. D- yes, Dick was my first Robin. Dick was my first Robin. But sure. my favorite Robin, the Robin that I have almost every issue of his solo series, is Tim Drake. <laughs> um, <sighs> one of the first miniseries I ever bought. Like, one of the, like, technically, really, probably, with, with one, probably within the first, uh, I don't know, 20 issues I bought were, were the Robin 2 series yeah. um, where Bruce is out of town and he's got to take on the Joker. Right. Uh, yes. You know how many times I've quoted that line where he's telling Ives, I like friends, not a crowd. Tim Drake <laughs> is my boy. Okay. I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, so, and yeah. I really mean their arguments for any of them. Like even Damien has some, uh, some upsides that. Oh, that, I like Damien. He's fun. Yeah. Well, it, the fun part is like, it, here's how I characterize him. It's like he was Bruce already as an adult, but trying to have a childhood as opposed to Bruce as an adult who is, you know, eschewing his childhood. Hmm. That's interesting. Like Damien at times, especially when he gets around uh, Jonathan Kent, like it, he wants to, he wants mm-hmm. to be a kid sometimes, you know, he, mm-hmm. he wants to have a sense of wonder and joy, uh, but he was raised a certain way. Yeah. Like adult Bruce and young uh, Damien are at the same point, but at different times. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, he's always reminded me of Alexander from Star Trek The Next Generation. Just like tiny Klingon kid who comes to live with his father and oh, uh, tries very that. hard to be a, a Klingon warrior. Yeah. Except Damien's got the skills to back that shit up. <laughs> uh, that's the problem. <laughs> Except, yes, occasionally Damien can actually physically take Batman in a fight. And I love, like, he's so stoic but immature. Like, that it remains one of my favorite bits from all of comic book, you know, lore is when he tells Nightwing, Tim, and Jason that he's going to find something that, that they, they treasure and take take it from them just to prove that he's better than all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, well, damn. <laughs> what the hell do I even do with that? I, I do. I like Damien. I know a lot of people are like, he's a petulant little dick. Well, yes, and but he that's is one also of the reasons that. I like That's <laughs> yeah. one of the reasons I like him so much. Also, Jason Todd's an arrogant piece of shit. And he also has his upsides. I, no. Yeah, like, oh, God. Uh, that We could probably do uh, a whole cast about just how fun the Robins are as far as they're all in, a, in their own way pieces of shit and in their own way fantastic. Absolutely. And that, you know, flows beautifully into the next question. Chris Balga of World's Finest True Believer podcast. Uh, if you haven't heard that, uh, you, you should check it out. It's Chris and a guest of the week talking about comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on the show. Have you been on the show? You've been on the show, haven't you? I have. And yeah. I fucking enjoyed the shit out of myself. Yeah, it was a fun show to do. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris is great. Like, I, I would think he was like a professional, you know, podcaster or broadcaster or something. Yeah. Uh, so Chris says, uh, do you feel Titans season three is too bat centric with the additions of Tim Drake, Barbara Gordon, Red Hood, Scarecrow and moving to Gotham? Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to watch it. I know Batman gets uh, more eyes on the show, but are they leaning into Batman too much? Um, the short answer is no. Yeah, for me, no, I think too. But it's not like it's because it's Teen Titans and they touch on every series and they, they could do whatever they want because that's also true. It's just that there were some relationships that worked really well here. Yeah. That I feel no, like look, leaning into was a good idea. The thing, though, for me, though, the sh- while the short answer is no, the slightly longer answer is that, you know, without... I don't know, going back to, what was it? Gilgamesh and Keto, 
or something. Robin is pretty much the first sidekick. At least he is certainly in comic book lore. So, um, uh, I mean, uh, and if we're talking about famous, is is going to be Robin? Yeah, definitely famous, and uh, maybe even called sidekick. Like I'm sure in the history of things, there's. uh, I mean, uh, I forget who even Don Quixote's right hand dude was, but somebody. Mm -hmm. But you know, Robin is the most famous. He was the first comic book sidekick. He is the well, sure, blanking on a lot of names right there. But Um, he, you know, he was the star of the original Teen Titans comic. He was the template for most of most, if not all, of these of those initial sidekicks who wound up in the Titans with him. So I think the relationship of sidekick and superhero is one of the driving forces is really important in any iteration of Teen Titans, but specifically this show. Yeah. And I it, think we, it, it does feel pretty organic to how that works. Yeah. And I think we kind of need that, that grounding, uh, because we are now seeing with, uh, Dick, Jason, Barbara, and Tim, we have four very different kinds of personalities come out from the tutelage of the same tough as nails, emotionally unavailable bastard. <laughs> and that proves, I think, you know, for Dick, who I would argue is the absolute leader of the show, the lead of the show, not leader, uh, to be an <laughs> interest. I think that would prove for him through his viewpoint to be an interesting alternate to measure yourself against. Right. Like, what's wrong with me? But also, hey, at least I didn't turn out like Jason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish I had turned out like Barbara. Now there's this new kid, you know. I look forward to seeing what what all the Bat Team members, how they relate to the other Titans. I want to see how Babs relates to Dawn. I want to see, you know, how she relates to to Donna when she's resurrected because, you know, that's got to happen. Oh, sure. Um, And I just love love Barbara Gordon anyway. Like, mad crush on Barbara Gordon no matter what. Like, I love Barbara Gordon. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, I'm I'm down with it, and I think it's really important to have uh, have. Uh, I, I mean, look, I don't think anyone has more sidekicks than Batman either. <laughs> so. oh. Yeah, uh. <laughs> I mean, you and I wrote. We started writing a comedy sketch one time where it was the whole thing was just like Batman showing up at a at an adoption agency with another dead Robin in his arms. Yeah, <laughs> like I need another one. Like, do we have a return policy? <laughs> yeah, he was he was checking his belt to see what day it was. Um, um, yeah, I get that. Oh. Yeah, I kind of just, you know, feel like it makes sense. Are you good with that? Do you want to talk more about it? Mm-hmm. It feels like you do. <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay, I'm just making sure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do Wonder Woman 1984 again where I'm just like, well, I'm done. Let's end the show. And you're like, well, I haven't talked. No, I'm good. I really have. I've felt bad about that. Like, I have felt bad about that for weeks now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, immeasurable guilt. <laughs> no, sorry. That was not necessary. We're good. I mean, I figure it was bothering me a lot more than you, but <laughs> that's true of most things. That's that's a uh, that's an anxiety thing. That's almost always true. And Well, a, a lot of true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got this like this guy on uh, on like Instagram or Facebook or something on the messages be like, you know, Wonder Woman 1984 was just okay, but it was a lot easier to watch than listening to you bitch about every aspect of it. 
Mm. And I was mm. just like, well, you, at least you know I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That that's that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I was you know I was pretty pleased by this. And look, man, you know the Flash had a new uh, trailer come out. Black Lightning had a new trailer come out. Neither one of them looked particularly interesting to me. <laughs> I had nothing to say about them. So I didn't I didn't include them in the notes. Did you have anything about them? Did you see them? No, didn't see them. Um, just haven't had time to care quite yet. I yeah. know when I know when the release dates are, and I'm gonna. Uh, I just haven't made any brain space for that right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the they put out a new Superman and Lois trailer. Yep, saw that. That looked dope. Yeah, it did. I was surprised. It was a complete, like, turnaround from that whatever the hell that thing was they released a few weeks ago, that teaser. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a weird teaser. Like, I didn't know what to do with that. And then I saw the, the, uh, the, the actual trailer and thought, okay, well... I don't know. It made more sense of the past, but it, the past itself made no sense to me. Yeah. It was a strange so I don't know. It, 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 it actually looks damn cinematic. It looks pretty damn good. I'm flummoxed. Yeah. And excited. Yeah. And just glimpses of some probably really epic shots coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, Didn't expect that after... Uh, yeah, that teaser was weird, man. It threw me off a little bit. I like yeah. I was I was not excited, then excited, then saw that and was very confused and saw the actual trailer and went back to excited. Yeah. And I'm I'm very interested to see what they're gonna do. I hope it leans more into like real storytelling and not just like freak of the week or, you know, whatever weird format Supergirl has fallen into where sometimes it's really great and then sometimes it's just what are we doing here? I don't know. They go in arcs a little bit. It's, it's uh... <laughs> they do. Yeah, but they do. In, it's it's hard. It's hard to describe. They do it intentionally, and then the the reception of those arcs is has a different shape. Uh, yeah, it would be funny if they just did the monster of the week thing for ten years, uh, and you know, just like Smallville on the same network. Uh-huh. Um. So the most interesting thing of uh, aside from just like the look of the show, which, like I said, very cinematic. It looks like you know. Uh, someone who had seen a Larry Fong movie is making this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> not gonna go so far as to say it looks like Larry Fong shot it or anything, but um, but I I'm really interested in this. Like, because right in the trailer they're already teasing the fact that Clark's kids, you know, feel somewhat betrayed by the notion that he's Superman. Like, they're just like, dude, we've seen Superman. How how are you Superman? Like, you're not Superman, right? How could you have kept this shit from us? Um, to which I would love it if it was, if his response was you little bastard, you didn't exist two weeks ago. <laughs> Hashtag crisis, bitch. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the show. Uh, speaking of being excited, my Lord, they announced at least some of the Sandman cast for Netflix, for Netflix. Oh Yeah. I can't say most of these names. <laughs> the names I can say. I've, I've seen the same list. I recognized, I, I think, no one. Right. And, I, uh, I've noticed some people. I, but I, I will say they looked really good. Uh, Vivian Achimpong as Lucian. Uh, Sanjeev Baskar as Kane. Asim Chaudhry as Abel. Charles Dance is going to be Roderick uh, Burgess. Boyd Holbrook as the Corinthian and Tom Sturridge as Dream and the big get, the really inspired choice in my opinion, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. Okay. 
like I said, seeing all of it made sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Explain it to me. Uh, Gwendolyn Christie, and I, I didn't know her until a couple weeks ago. Um, she's on Game of Thrones. I've, I had to look up some clips and everything, and I, I, because I, I didn't really know her. Uh, she's done Hunger Games and a few other things. Man, I think she's gonna kill it. I really do. Okay. Based on you know looking her up, looking up some some of her stuff, I think it's a really neat, uh, a really neat concept, and uh, more closely resembles uh, the Lucifer in Sandman in the books. All right. And uh, now. This small screen.co.uk site reported uh, Taryn Edgerton uh, as uh, as John Constantine, and uh, then someone on on uh, named Anne Rice Lover on <laughs> <laughs> on on Twitter. This is tweet- so wonderfully weird. <laughs> I know he tweeted Neil Neil Gaiman and said the Sandman won't be connecting to uh, Lucifer. Uh, is and then he says Tom Ellis is the devil. Uh, plus Matt Ryan isn't returning as Constantine. How much did Netflix screw up this whole thing? <laughs> and Neil Neil Gaiman responded like a person with class, like he always does. He says you can't get from Lucifer TV series to Sandman number three or even Season of Mists, and we haven't yet announced the casting of Constantine. That article is just confusing the TV version with audible.com. <laughs> right. uh, which, by the way, that has been picked up for two more seasons, if anyone's interested. That's, um, yeah, I am. <clears throat> and then on Tumblr. pretty fantastic. <laughs> on Tumblr, uh, Gaiman says, The theology and cosmogony of Lucifer is a long way from Sandman's. It's inspired by Sandman, but you can't easily retrofit the Lucifer version to get back to Sandman, if you see what I mean. It seemed easier and more fun to have the Sandman version of Lucifer uh, Lu- Lucifer, Lucifer, be, well, much closer to the Sandman version of Lucifer. <laughs> Which, you know, look, I wouldn't have, I would have been happy if they found a way to make it work with, with Tom Ellis. I'm pretty damn excited about this too. And look, if Neil Gaiman says, I want this thing to be different than the other thing that I created. Okay. Yeah. Um, every version sounds actually pretty good. It's Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Dry your eyes, mate. I have learned to trust him. <laughs> uh, do you see this justice society world war two trailer? I did. What did you think? Uh, looks like it's going to have some really fun moments. Um, That's about all I felt. I mean, just not super engaged in the uh, the material overall, but <laughs> some of the shots looked really fun. I'm I'm a bit troubled by the animation. It's that same animation from. It looks like the same style of animation from um, that man of what was it, Man of Tomorrow or whatever it was they released last. Yeah, yeah I think. That's um, it. And it wasn't even that I didn't like that animation. It was just I didn't really like that movie. it was kind of boring to me so just it looking like it makes me kind of go it puts a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth but we'll see i'll watch it i'll i think wonder woman looks funny and weird like the way they've got her uh her hair Mm, i mean her head looks like a misshapen bean (laughs) i didn't see that but now i'm curious just it, it just looks weird man i don't know the most standout thing was watching her do that little like head nod when she just like dodges a missile mm-hmm. or a uh whatever the fuck you call that that i assume comes out of nazi tanks yeah yeah uh there there are parts of this that looked 
looked pretty fun. Looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Didn't I know what they're cast, doing, but oh, I, don't know. I know what they're I know what they're doing with their her hair and her head shape. I mean, she looks like she came out of the old Golden Age Wonder Woman books. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily shitting on it or anything. I'm just saying <laughs> they they went a little far with it, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. It looks a little funny. Uh, Harley Quinn seasons one and two are coming to Blu-ray in February. Uh, so yeah. if anyone's interested in that, that's, uh, that's of interest. It's a Warner archive title. So, um, I think, uh, the DVD is being released in retail, but, um, the combo Blu-ray is going to be Warner archive. Mm. And, uh, here's a weird thing and it's not on screen, but it is tangentially related. Jeffrey Wright, the, the guy playing, uh, Gordon on Matt Reeves, Batman is going to play Batman in Batman, the audio adventures. A new podcast from HBO Max. Yeah, I, f- I feel pretty good about the vocals there. Yeah, the podcast uh, comes from veteran Saturday Night Saturday Night Live writer Dennis McNicholas. Hmm. It will be a comedic take on Batman, and it'll uh, it will air on HBO Max in multiple parts in uh, 2021 at some point. Um, check out this cast though: mm-hmm. <laughs> Chris Parnell, Seth Meyers, Brent Spiner, John Leguizamo. Uh, Ike Barinholtz, Bobby Moynihan, Keenan Thompson, Rosario Dawson, Jason Sudeikis, Alan Tudyk, Brooke Shields, Paul Shear, T- Tim Meadows, Fred Armisen, Ray Wise, Ben Rogers. Uh, dude, there's Toby Huss, the dude who played freaking Artie, the strongest man in the world on the adventures of Pete and Pete is going to be in this thing. <laughs> Great, iconic voice. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, that's. That's the best cast you've ever read. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't know where to start here. Like, I I feel like I should take a second and uh, and and reinterpret that. But Jesus fucking Christ, that is that's impressive. <laughs> well, you said that. You said you sounded Irish. Uh, <laughs> I got a little like that when I need to. <laughs> Jesus, man, like that. Oh, all I had seen uh, previous to you uh, reading me that list is that Jeffrey Wright was going to be Batman on, uh, uh, you know, an, an official cast, yeah. I'm assuming, on Spotify, because I think that was the recent hookup. Yeah, I think so. So, but, yeah. Oh. Isn't that great? Yeah, I'm going to have to take some time. I I feel very happy right now in a way I can't completely process. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That was that was just a lot of joy I experienced all at once. Yeah, it was a fantastic group of people. Ooh. When you when you got to Brent Spiner, I really went to a different different place entirely and had to process that and come back. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, let's get to uh listener feedback here. Um Matthew Salvatore. We've already got we've already talked about some in this episode, by the way. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're applicable. Mm-hmm. Matthew Salvatore says, uh, what is the best Easter egg in a DC movie? And I feel like I need to give you that question to answer first. What do you think? Best Easter egg? Oh, Oof, that's rough. Uh, it's still the Omega symbol. No, oh, and BBS? An egg. Yeah, it's not even an Easter egg. Oh, that's a tough card. I have my answer, uh-huh. but it's completely, totally based on the emotion I felt at the time. If I looked through and like really dug around, probably even if just thought for half a second, I could come up with an Easter egg that was, you know, better in in most ways. Okay. But for me, 
the first thing I thought of was Batman Forever when when Bruce says talks about being halfway to Metropolis by now. And as a kid, I was just like, holy shit, Metropolis is a thing. <laughs> Superman is real in this universe. And it was just like such an overwhelming uh, feeling of gratification. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with that one. That's just me personally. I that, Nothing will ever top that. Crisis on Infinite Earths didn't top that. <laughs> for me even though it was far and away way better like if i had known as a kid that there was going to be that john wesley shit was going to be hanging out with grant gustin yeah and then ezra miller was going to show no oh my god i would have been that that one would be it but since it wasn't and these things never interacted on on screen in any kind of live action capacity at that time yes bruce wayne mentioning metropolis in a garage full of motorcycles <laughs> <laughs> Is my is my favorite the Easter big egg. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more. One more piece of, of uh, feedback we've got here from Eli Hernandez. Um, he says, on the itchy and scratchy CD-ROM, is there a way to get out of the dungeon without using the wizard key? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? <laughs> You're a lifesaver, Jason. I can't deal with these hardcore fans. Anyway, I think that does it for this episode of DC On Screen. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> DCOnScreen.com for all the things to for for uh, you know uh, blog posts that show you where episodes should be, um, <laughs> but sometimes aren't. But they're getting there. <laughs> they're getting there. They're getting there. Wasn't our you fault know, that they're not there. When you done like you know when you've done like five hundred and fifty episodes and then you switch services. Sometimes that don't work out well. Sometimes there are consequences on the back end. Yeah. Um, by the way, yeah. Consequences on the back end sounds like a really nice way of saying pain in my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty precisely what I intended. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, love you guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, there, we should have a, a new Patreon episode up uh, very soon because we did do a little bit of a, of a warm-up before this episode started. So uh, we didn't even mean to. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen and be kind to each other. Damn it, y'all. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express. 
Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Get the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC.